aboard Allegius. You're listening to The 100 Podcast, a show about CW sci-fi series, The 100. I'm Dan, your mountain man, and today I'm joined by my favorite grounder, Olga. Hey, everybody. Today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 11, entitled The Dark Year, the yeah. long-awaited episode. Yes. Uh, some might say too long-awaited. I I'm... would be one of the people <laughs> who says that. Um, do you want to say your overall thoughts? How does that sort of tie into it? Okay. So, I mean, my overall thoughts can kind of be summed up by us prior to recording saying, like, I don't have that much to say about this episode. Yeah. And I don't know if now that I've, like, rewatched it and everything, I don't know if that's still true. Mm. But I just very much felt like, okay. There were some twists, and I enjoyed that. But overall, this episode is very much what I kind of, like, expected it to be. Yeah. And I enjoyed it, and it was a good, solid episode. But it was a transitional one. Yeah. And I feel like my opinion is more just, like, bolstered by what happened before it Mm -hmm. and what I assume will happen after. Yeah. I don't think it's one of the best episodes of the season, but Mm -hmm. I also... I don't think it was a bad episode, but it certainly was like, let's put the chess pieces in where they need to be right. to set up the finale. Yeah. Um, Literally, and, they're marching towards yeah. the, <laughs> yeah. arranging the battle. For and, the and also, like, f- giving your final setup of what is everybody's motives going into it. And that's great. And I think the problem has been that a little bit too much of the season has been this. Mm. A little bit too much of the season has been these transitionary things, which, yes, delve into characters motives and delve into you know there is some really solid character work this season Mm -hmm. um but it all ultimately i feel like you could have done a lot of that character work even with a few less episodes i actually think this episode this season might have benefited from a 10 episode season um we always say like oh they're trying to fit too much in in too like few episodes but even last season, I think we were saying, like, they're accomplishing a lot, but they're also retreading yeah, the same. ground. Yeah. And now I kind of am feeling very similarly, where yeah. this has been a very nice character season. Mm. But at the same time, we're also saying such and such characters aren't getting enough time. Yeah. We're not seeing enough of the people we care about. No. So is is it a problem of too many, uh, too few? many episodes or is it a problem of not using their time wisely well i don't know i mean this is the thing is pacing is an incredibly difficult thing Mm. and i think that it's easy to criticize it and it's easy to be never be satisfied with it Mm -hmm. so i'll 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 be i'll cop to that right um but yeah i i just feel like they've done a great job of exploring octavia this season Mm -hmm. and that's awesome and i don't want to take away from that but i do think it's happened in place of some other people's development and, you know, when I talk about, I guess what I mean is the story that they actually are telling, I think, might have been better told in 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. That isn't to say that, like, maybe they should have used the episodes a little differently and given us more space crew. Maybe mm-hmm. they should have made us understand Echo a little bit better. Um, you know, th- things like that. Maybe they should have given a l- Raven a little bit more to do. Maybe they should have given Harper more to, you know. Right. Their, Nyla has gone like nothing. Um, so, there, you know, there's always ups and downs as far yeah. as this stuff goes. You, you do make a good point of uh, pacing is very difficult and it's very easy to criticize. I yeah. think thinking through all the shows I like, mm. my number one criticism of them is usually the pace. Yeah. And like across all genres, mm. across all types of show, I think I think with very few exceptions, I'm like super happy with the pace of most well, series. Well, and I, I think part of the thing about that is that television is 
you know, in a transitional phase itself right now, mm. where we started, you know, for so long it was here are these 22, 24 episode seasons. We know there's going to be a bunch of filler between the, the, you know, between the arcs. And it's like, okay, but that kind of is what the show what shows were, right? right? It's like you kind of accepted the fact that it's like, okay, we're going to get, you know, big arc episodes, but we're also, it wouldn't necessarily feel like filler as much as it's the bread and butter of the show. It's mm-hmm. like we are, every week we're going to get the freak of the week or whatever it is. Right. Um, and that's sort of part of the fun of those kind of less serialized shows. But as we're getting into a more serialized world, as we're getting into streaming stuff and things like HBO and Netflix are are really coming in the forefront of what people are talking about, it's, okay, is 10 episodes the right amount? Is six episodes the right amount? Are the Netflix Marvel shows too long at 13 episodes? Mm-hmm. Or are they just pacing themselves poorly in those 13 episodes? Um, and I think that no one's really cracked the code necessarily. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's a very fa- it's a fascinating time to be alive and love television. Like I hate to sound that pretentious, yeah. but yes, mm-hmm. yeah. it is. Um, okay, yeah. So I mean, that kind of went more broad yeah. than well, I mean, hundred. The but... thing I mean, the thing I wanted to I was hoping you talk a little bit more about is that we had talked before the uh, before the podcast about how you felt like a lot of this should have happened earlier. In the yeah, season. I I definitely feel that way. I think. I mean, I was kind of in some ways thinking of getting to it in the recap yeah. where it was. But the big thing is, and, and I feel like, so you brought up your problems with Abby yeah. this season and how in general you she wasn't your favorite character. But even mm. for me, who in the past was like, well, I did like her, but, you know, I'm trying to be sympathetic. Yeah. But I just, there were a lot of buts when it came to Abby. Mm. And it's just this thing of when you're seeing a character who you may or may not like, but they're acting out of character or they're acting in an unlikable way mm-hmm. you kind of have to earn some goodwill for them yeah frankly yeah um especially i'll say this after a long hiatus between seasons yeah like you kind of forget to care about certain people <laughs> yeah well people that you aren't die hard about you're like oh like you remember right. the gray areas or the, the things that you were like iffy about with them right um more than you might remember the best parts yeah and also in general it's easy to remember the things that made you angry about characters yeah. the things you didn't like about that your negative thoughts stick more with you mm-hmm. i would say than positive ones i think that is a very much a human yeah. condition um not universal but whatever yeah. like for me what do i remember about abby in season four well, she destroyed the machine before Clark could get into it and irradiate herself, yeah. and therefore blah, 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 yeah. blah happened. Yeah. And then, again, she's acting unlikable here, mm. but now self- purely selfishly. Yeah. I, I like the fact that we got that balance for her, but I'm like, great, in the third episode before the fifth, or like the, yeah. not penultimate. Well, but, kind of penultimate is, is if you think of part one and part two as the right. finale overall. Yeah. yeah. That, that it feels... That for both Octavia and Abby, I can see the argument of too little, too late. Mm. And I saw some people talking about that also in conjunction with how we had Pike in season three. And he got his flashback episode like so far into everything. Mm. Um, I don't think I had as much of a problem with that. Yeah. I think potentially because I was like, well, I understand why he's so angry against the grounders because he went through that more brutal that's the thing for i I don't think that you and i were as uh anti-pike as a lot of people were yeah i can understand why they had that that issue right um but i think yeah here it's like i understand like i've been trying to sympathize with both abby and octavia throughout 
the show uh, throughout the season, mm-hmm. and I I know they they were playing with that, and then I think to a certain degree this episode is supposed to be about like oh you know you were so harsh on them as a as an audience member you don't know what they went through and right. now we're gonna like hit you in the gut and be like you should have sympathized with them or like you thought you knew who they were but you don't or something like that mm-hmm. and I think to a certain degree that's one way of doing it but they the other option which I, I've heard a lot of people saying is if you had gotten this episode earlier in the season it would have been like starting out in a place of somewhat sympathy and then being like, lose. oh, they're going farther. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they're going farther and farther down this path. And it's like, even if I see why they're doing it, is it okay? Right. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and the thing is, I think everybody will also vary on how much this episode does make you ultimately sympathize. Have they gone too far before this to make me care anymore? You know, like, yeah. Um, and I, I do kind of want to use that to jump into something Jason was saying on Twitter. Okay. Um, he had said, Oh, Jason. <laughs> okay. Uh, showrunner of the show, if you yeah. want to. Um, we're not trying to make you like or dislike anybody on the show. The people on the poster do awful things all the time. We want you to understand why they do what they do, whether you like them or not, as in the eye of the beholder. So I really feel like, I thought this was a, a, a tweet that sort of encompassed really what this season is. Like, it's, I, at first I read it and I was like, I don't buy this, right? It's like, mm-hmm. you don't want us to hate Clark. He's the main character. Like, but I, I thought about it more and I'm like, yeah, this season, man, this season especially is really like everybody is super fucking gray mm. and people will be pro Octavia despite everything. People will hate Clark despite what he's done in the past. People hate Bellamy. People hate, you know, like everybody has the people they stand for and their moral compasses go in different directions because they are trying to give you something to cling on to with every individual character, mm-hmm. aside from maybe McCreary. Uh, like, right. Um, and I think that's a strength of the show, but it also, I think, is a weakness because I think to a certain degree, it's like, it makes it harder to watch the show in a way that, yes, can be cool because it's challenging as a viewer, right. but also like, until especially until this season, there were definitely people where I was like, I root for you despite your grayness. And now I'm like, I I, I wanna keep rooting for people. Like it's it, it's not it's less enjoyable watching a show if you can't root for anyone. Yeah. You know, like Yeah. I I agree. I, I'm trying to find you specifically made a poll. There yeah. it is. You made a poll on the day of the episode asking, did that flashback or the flashbacks yeah. uh, succeed in making you sympathize with Abby and Octavia despite their actions this season? Um, out of like 30 votes, 17% said yes, 52% said sort of, and 31% no, fuck them. <laughs> and I feel like that's kind of like, I feel represented within this poll, like yeah. results more or less within uh, like, like the sort of area. Yeah. Yeah. But also the like, no, fuck them being the next biggest yeah. majority. Um, you're right. Like, I really feel like before it was like, well, I think this person made the right choice for them in the time. And Mm. isn't it great how challenged I do feel about like, would I think that that really is the best choice or they're going to regret it? Like Mm. you would put yourself not, maybe not even necessarily in their shoes, but at the same time, you'd just be like, I get it. Like I get what they're going through. And now it's like, well, I get what they're going through. But, but they're still I miss enjoying, too far. Yeah, like I miss enjoying watching them go through the 
hard yeah. stuff. Well, I mean, they still are struggling for sure, but I, I think, I guess think it's complicated where it's like, at what point is it cool, artistic, challenging, and at what point is it just too far? You yeah. Know, like, at what point is it just that, oh, no one on your show is likable anymore? And, like... And then what, what point does it get to be that they're so... Because obviously there are shows where they're unlikable characters. Like, obviously, like, Seinfeld, Arrested Development, those shows were, like, famous for, hey, you like the show even though everybody's unlikable. Yeah. Um, but I think part of the thing here is, like, when you're watching things with high stakes and high drama... I, I remember reading, I forget exactly who put it on Twitter, but it's talk about, like, apathy starting to set in. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, when you have people on... When you have two sides of a war fighting and they're both like, I don't like these people... Then it's like then you don't necessarily you're not as in rooting for the show if you're not rooting for specific characters. Yeah, and obviously this is uh, you know everybody's going to be different about how much they feel this way. Um, but I feel like our apathy has set in already in the sense of well it doesn't matter who gets this ground because we don't feel like they're going to be on the ground for long. Yeah. Like, like that's our form of apathy at least. I mean again we could be wrong about Mm. the space thing. They could subvert our expectations a bit. But I think whatever subversion happens with that is going to be along the lines of like, Octavia came up with the cannibalism and then it's like, no, turns out it was Abby. Yeah. Like something along those lines. Yeah, like like, a half trick. Yeah, like it's it's in the realm of this. And and that's why I just feel like, yeah, okay, this war will happen. People will probably die. Yeah. It'll be sad, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Well, here's the thing. I... I don't, I mean, I'm trying to explain, like, where I feel, like, I feel like they're on a, a razor's edge between the, like, this is great challenging and apathy. Mm-hmm. Because to me, I feel like I'm closer to the challenging part. Like, I still feel like going into this finale, yes, I don't necessarily care if McCreary or Octavia wins, but it does kind of feel like a Game of Thrones thing where it's like, okay, we have two sides of war fighting, and on both sides, there are people I care about. So what right. I really care about is... What does that mean for the people on either side? Um, and so I feel like that, I remember watching that on Game of Thrones. I think it was the Battle of Blackwater. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't feel like I've seen this almost ever in fiction. Right. Where it isn't the good guys versus the bad guys in a war. It is like, uh, who do I want to win this? I really don't know right. because I care about both parts of this. Like, right. Um, so I think that that's cool that they're they're going in that area. If but. I'm if I'm continuing with the Game of Thrones thing, yeah. it's like for example for those who have seen it, like Cersei. Mm-hmm. I love watching Cersei. Yeah, she's great. She's challenging. Things have happened to her where I feel really terrible for her. Mm-hmm. But do I want her to win? Yeah. No. Like that's <laughs> yeah. and that's the thing where I mean that, that arguably is very reductive. But yeah. but even then I'm just like, do I like Jamie? Yes. Do I want him to win? No. Like, <laughs> yeah. mm, do I want him to stand up against this other character? Like yeah. it's very complicated, and that's kind of what I feel like. Where it used to kind of be a little bit more with the hundred. Mm. I used to be more in that thing of like, well, I don't want so and so to be like victorious Mm. or I don't want so-and-so to be like, you know, win out over this character I actually agree with. Yeah. But I do love watching them and I love them going through this stuff and what it does to other characters I love. Like that kind of thing. See, now, that's not where I'm at. I actually am, am, I think I'm at what you were saying about Jamie and Cersei where it's like, yeah, I 
I am interested in watching them. I don't necessarily want them to win, but I still think they're complex and interesting. Mm -hmm. I think the problem, and I think that that I'm struggling with, and I think maybe it seems like a lot of other people in the fandom are struggling with, is that's not necessarily what this show used to be, mm. and that it it's hard to rejigger your brain into that thought process. Where before I was like. I mean, that's the thing is, and maybe not everybody's like this, but before this season, despite the mistakes and the obviously very gray area things people are doing, I was definitely on board with our main characters. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, especially like when, when Clark did Mount Weather, I was like, yeah, that's fucked up. But... I at no point was not on her side about it. Yeah. You know, like, and obviously, okay, okay it, it's, it's, there are, there are little things in there before this season where it's like, obviously not everybody was on side with Bellamy in season three. Not everybody was necessarily on board with Octavia last season even, hmm. but even by the end of it, you were, it's like he defeated the evil Luna and like, right. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Well, well, if anything, that is kind of what I'm saying where yeah. before it was like that in here, they're, here they're just kind of losing me being like, oh, our hero is now not even with the hero, our yeah. other hero. And before they yeah. used to have just their disagreements of how to go about something. Yeah. Now they're just like on other opposite sides of the war. Yeah. And I suppose that's a natural progression for wh what this had to be. Yeah. But when Clark isn't even really firmly on the other side of the war, she's just like, I'm pro Maddie. Yeah. That's not even like that strong a stance yeah. so i miss just like there is no other way truly this is mm. my firm opinion yeah and you i suppose maddie is her firm opinion yeah. but it's just yeah. uh. i think it's just that in a season where octavia goes off the rails however well written right um and you don't even have clark to sort of cement you and and center you where it's like both of these two major people are so on uneven as far as where we, we you know our connection with them mm -hmm. um it is a lot to get used to and again a part of me is like that's great writing that's challenging as a viewer but other parts of me are like well this is less enjoyable to watch yeah um, yeah and bellamy's just kind of in the middle for for people who really ship bellamy with uh clark mm -hmm. um man it's probably been a roller coaster for yeah for them just like starting off the season with her like you know, missing him, him not yeah. knowing she's alive, him kind of saving her. Yeah. Then, and then, you know, skip some episodes and she's slapping him over what he did to her kid. Yeah. You're just like, oh yeah. crap, you're yeah. not even getting, you're getting high tension, but even yeah. that high tension isn't really like the same high tension yeah. that we've gotten in the past. Well, it's also just people are tired. I feel like this point we're five seasons in, I think people were ready for things to work out. Um, yeah. and, and also the, I feel like just the, the echo of it all just really threw a wrench in things in a negative way. It did, uh, but also I feel like she's not getting great stuff either. Yeah. So it's just like, well, we're not even yeah. sacrificing well, I will that. Say, for... I, I will say I think Echo was good in this episode. I, I, think this I, I'm say, episode, I, I will agree yeah. with you there. I just mean that yeah. minimal. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about, just because we're, we're talking about Bellamy and Clark, is do you think that... Like, I was so sure that we would end the season with them kissing or something. Right. Do you still think that? Because uh, I'm starting to wonder if that won't happen. Because, I mean, yes, I do think that potentially Clark will, it seems like Clark will probably end up on the one crew side in some fashion. Mm -hmm. But it also, we you know, we're still leading up to this whole thing with Echo and her sort of confronting each other and what's going to happen with the big emotional scene for Echo. And I mean, I'm still 
partially of the belief that Clark will kill Echo, and that certainly wouldn't end with Bellamy and Clark kissing. Right. Um, so I don't know. What do you do? You think that they're gonna? you know, hit fan Happily ever after. <laughs> Honest, I'm not saying yeah, that. No. But yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, talking about pacing, no. I don't mm. think the pacing would be, even if it happens, it would be dissatisfying because I feel like at this point it'll come out of left field. Yeah. Uh, at least somewhat. I mean, yeah. the closest I think we can get is Clark declaring her feelings for Bellamy. Yeah. But how he betrayed her and like yeah. that throwing a wrench in something. Mm-hmm. But again, like you said earlier, the echo of it yeah. all. There feels like there has to be a confrontation between the two of them. Yeah. And I mean, there's even something I put in the recap that ties that, like, yeah. sets that up for happening. Yeah. So. I mean, the other thing is that we we don't have, we still don't have Bellamy knowing about the radioing him every day thing. Right. So there is still, like, but I agree with you that they're so far away from being together two episodes with only two episodes left that to me it would be hard to buy such a massive reversal to get them into a relationship spot by the end of it um and i'm starting to think maybe they won't and i i honestly think that's a mistake not not as a big shipper just feeling like it's time guys it's story it feels like it would be good storytelling i feel like maybe there that will be the type of there will be a love triangle uh cliffhanger maybe at Mm. the end of uh damocles part one um I feel like that'll really fuck with people. Yeah. And I suppose that way you can argue for time. Mm-hmm. Of like if we're spreading it across part yeah. one and part two, then look, it, pacing works out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe not. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like you can't keep dragging out this potential will they, won't they much longer. And yeah. I think it if they would try be incredibly it, frustrating. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the recap. You actually took the notes this time. So I'm letting you take. Oh, I have to lead it? Well, Take that, the reins. That actually makes sense because I put some things in here that would confuse you probably. <laughs> All right. So uh, the episode starts off with Clark and Maddie saving Abby from ODing. They pump her stomach and McCreary walks in on them there and he's all ominous and mccreary like mccreary like basically graveyard like (laughs) graveyard mccreary so i like the fact that they kind of skip over a little bit of the story and we Mm. just jump over to them being inside the ship and clark showing mccreary how uh, octavia set them up and put everybody on a loop Mm. uh so that he's just like trust her to kind of show him this stuff Mm. i mean yeah what other choice does she have but yeah uh, and in the middle of this, Clark discovers that they're all sick. So I kind of like that this is the pulling all the pieces together. together. Yeah. She also finds out that Abby is a junkie, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he threatens her of saying, you know, you have to get Abby functional again or you both watch your daughters die. Bom, dun, bom, dun, dun. Cut to credits. Yeah. Well, title sequence. <laughs> title sequence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we get a lot of uh, big exposition dump here. And it's so this is starting off the episode right off the bat with, oh, it's kind of hard to sympathize with Clark here. She's straight up telling him about the loop and straight up telling him they're coming to fight the war. Right. um, You know, it it follows with the logic that she's been going with, which is I can't trust Octavia. McCreary doesn't have a reason to kill Maddie as long as I do what is said. Octavia is always going to have a reason to kill Maddie. Mm -hmm. So it follows like, her personal objectives and logic it's just like dude 
man, this is hard to get on board with. Right. So, so I'm saying that I like the jump to yeah. her just working with them, but I could see how for a lot of people it would have been like, whoa, 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 what the fuck? Like, yeah. you were supposed to sneak out with Abby, like not, yeah. not actually give into this. Mm. But I'm like, yeah, but this is also Clark now, yeah. and in some ways it has always been Clark. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I didn't really have a huge problem with it, but it's not likable. Yeah. It's definitely. I mean, it. In a world, here's the thing is I do feel like the show really is pushing for this philosophy of there are no good guys basically being like, there is no good and evil. There is just this gray. I still believe that there is light gray and dark gray. Right. I think there's a difference between like last season Clark, who was literally willing to sacrifice her own life to save her people and save her friends and stuff, and McCreary, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> like a suicide, uh, a homicidal murderer, you know, serial killer. Like, I think there is a difference even if they've both done dubious things. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem is that Clark is moving further and further into the dark gray and that he's starting to feel like Joel from The Last of Us, mm. where it's like, fuck everybody. Like, even if I can understand Joel, even if I can understand Clark, it's like, yeah, maybe you're being human. Maybe you're being like, you care more about one person than you care about other people. But like, dude, this is really fucking dark shit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that McCreary is the closest that we do have to just a pure black. Yeah. Vill you know, villain yeah. um, that we've had in a long time. Yeah. And I, I think, honestly, the, the main reason they threw in this whole sickness thing was to, like, give him some layers. Also to maybe give Abby, like, a purpose thing. Yeah. But, like, outside from that, I feel like the sickness is just kind of there. It is. It's just like a plot device. It is just kind of there. Yeah. I agree. It's a pure plot device. And I think, no, the, the closest we have to making him have layers is him being Dioza's baby daddy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is whatever, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. It's not deep layers. Yeah. They're purely shallow, yeah. Yeah. shallow valley. <laughs> oh, God, that's such a Dan thing to say. Yeah, you is. have infested my mind. <laughs> All right, so back in the cave where apparently there's, like, none of Dioza's people and just yeah. sky crew and space crew. your space crew, excuse me. God. How could I get my space people confused? I, so I'm confused here, and I don't necessarily expect you to have an answer, but maybe somebody can write in or something. I didn't. I was very thrown off at the beginning of the scene as far as Dioza now being like totally on the sidelines and Echo's in charge. I, I liked the idea of Echo being in charge, but what happened to all of Dioza's people? Did they all get murdered by McCreary? Because that was not clear to me. Or just end. like abandon her and go be like, all right, we're McCreary's people yeah, now. Yeah, that was not clear to me at all last episode. I suppose they're like outside the cave because later on it seems that Shaw is like distributing weapons and orders to them. Mm -hmm. But it also seems like a lot of those people are just defectors from one crew. Yeah, that's, so, that seems like the majority of it. I don't know where they all went, yeah, but I uh, feel like it was kind of stupid. Yeah, it feels a little weird. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I put in the thing here, back in the cave, Sean Raven flirt. Oh, you can fix anything, anything but my leg. And then Murphy's just there. Being <laughs> well, see, like, now I think that we had more flirting from Mur Murphy and Raven because he's like, you know, poke pushing her buttons. Right, so his version of flirting <laughs> is being like, yeah, you can't, you can't, couldn't hack Allegis three though, so ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the boy pulling the girl's ponytail yeah. to show that he likes her yeah. in some way. And that's way more interesting in my opinion. I mean, I'm not gonna disagree with um, you and I'm not even shipping them together. <laughs> um, that said, uh, it was definitely 
uh, like, remember only just three guys. Right. Um, and I mean, that comes back to what we were saying a little bit earlier about how the show has patterns now. And, you know, it's five seasons in. And I saw a lot of people talking about like, oh, how how obvious this is as far as like, oh, next week. Or, you know, Legis or two 3, weeks yeah, from now, coming yeah. back. And it, it reminds me almost of um, when Russell T. Davies was was running Doctor Who. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, they keep mentioning bees a lot this season. I wonder if that will show up in Whoa. the finale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where it's like, man, by the third season and you're like, these these like hints are just like in your face because you're so used to. Right. Yeah. But, D- don't forget. I mean, at the same time, I'm like, it's been like. 10 days since they came down from space. Yeah. And we're on Allegiance, or at this point, not even 10 days, I don't think, since they've been in space and inside, like, the main ship that Murphy's bringing up. Like, you couldn't hack it. That was just a few days ago. Yeah. So I'm like, right, but for us, it was a few months. (laughs) So it does feel like, eh, eh, it'll come up again. So it is what it is. All right, moving on. Right. So um, they realize that McCreary's people are moving weapons and supplies to the northern perimeter. And the cave dwellers uh, know that they have to warn Octavia that they've lost the element of surprise. Mm-hmm. They re- basically realize that they must know about the eye in the sky. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we jump over to one crew marching um and uh echo radios in to bellamy to give him this warning uh they're speaking in trig because they figure well the allegies is that what you like to <laughs> that's call what them? i'm calling them <laughs> they must be listening in and they're about five days out yeah and i liked that uh harper was the one to be like oh you should speak trig um, I didn't just, even remember that. Uh, yeah, slash no, I, that. I always remember when they give Harper a line because I'm like, okay, you could have given that to anyone. Thank you for giving it to Harper. That's true. Whereas <laughs> I'm just like, Harper is there. Yeah, but it's also Great. like, at least that was an intelligent thing to say. I mean, they are giving yeah. her intelligent yeah. things to say. It's just like once in a blue moon. Because yeah. <laughs> I actually think she was also the one who was like, oh, but Clark speaks Trig too. Oh, yeah, yeah. she was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the way Echo figures it out of like, well, it must have been, Bellamy basically tells her, well, it must have been Clark who tipped them off. Echo says, if that's true, I'll deal with her later. Yeah, and everybody else is like, why would McCreary and Clark be working together? Because they're so, everybody's so off of each other's, like, understanding what anybody else is doing at this point. Yeah, which is also pretty frustrating. (laughs) Like, that's the other factor of, oh, it's this episode, and this is the episode that Clark finds out about Abby having a drug yeah. problem. This is the episode where Abby finds out truly about Maddie. Yeah, it takes like, a long ass time. It's just like, <laughs> this is annoying. <laughs> Can't we just be on the same page and then disagree about what's on the page? Like, that's way better, <laughs> in my opinion. Yes. All right, so they hang up without saying, I love you, but they kind of mean I love you. <laughs> And uh, they're about to, our cave dweller is about to move out. Uh, Kane wants to come along, but Echo doesn't trust him and says, trust has to be earned. Right, Colonel? And Dioza just kind of can't help but yeah. agree. And I do also like that uh, Dioza earlier realizes that he was played by them and, and gives them props for that and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Dioza and Echo are a good, yeah. like, bouncing off each other yeah. kind of vibe. And uh, Raven, Sean wants to go with them, but Raven tells him to stay in the cave. And he's like, I, even if they get me, I won't tell them anything. I'm Shaw. I'm great. That's what he said. Yeah. And 
Gotta love this role reversal between I know. the two of us. You can't help but I'm not doing this word for word either. Um, and Raven says, torture has a way of changing people's minds. Yeah. Which is true. She knows from personal experience. Mm-hmm. And it makes me sad that she had to go through that. <laughs> and it makes me sadder that she's saying that to Shaw. <laughs> yes, we'll get back to I the whole know. Shaw. <laughs> the Shaw of it all. <laughs> By the way, I you know why I end up saying of it all? A no, lot? but I like it. It's, it's it's um it's from Community in the episode where they're looking back at all of the like little moments and stuff, uh-huh. and Annie goes the Annie of it all, and then they like cut the like black and white of all the times with with Joel and uh, with, uh not Joel, I think I'm Joel McHale. Yeah. Of um Jeff and Annie and all yeah. that stuff, and they're like sort of like lampooning fan videos. Yeah. And then they do it with um. What was it like Abed and somebody else? I forget who it was. Was it not Troy? <laughs> no, it wasn't Troy. <laughs> I think it was, uh, what's his name? Old Man. Chase? Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. No, is his name what not? What is his? Pierce, Pierce. Pierce. Yeah. I knew it had. <laughs> Man, it's been too long since I watched Community. No. But yes, yeah, so ever since then, whenever I think about shipping, I think of it all. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was like a free yeah. idiom I didn't know, but yeah. a community reference is <laughs> totally up my alley. Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, Clark needs Abby to get better. Tells her she needs to. He needs. She needs to start treating McCreary's people. But both Abby and Maddie don't really want to. Mm. Uh, Clark says that they both want to stop Octavia. Like Clark wants to stop Octavia. McCreary wants to stop Octavia. It's all good. We're on the same side. Mm-hmm. And Maddie's like, he threatened to kill us, didn't he? <laughs> it's like, yeah, she knows yeah. Clark and maybe has her in her in head. In her head, right? That's fun. So Abby, I've always wanted my mother yelling at me in my brain. <laughs> it's, it's not terrible enough having her just like around. God, the, oh, you know, I think at this point we both have our mothers in our heads. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. Um, uh, Abby tells uh, Clark how to rapid detox her, and uh, if her heart stops, to use adrenaline. Mm. And is insinuating like that, but my heart didn't stop before. And, yeah. ha- and Clark's like, there was a before. I thought that was a really great uh, inclusion, to be honest. Right. Because I think that really adds nuance to the whole addiction storyline uh, right. with the whole idea of, you know, it's really hard. Like, you can be detoxed and still fall back on the wagon. You can, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. Uh, it's not just an easy fix kind of idea. Right. It's a It's a mental addiction more so than a physical one at yeah. times like this is the, they're dealing with the physical part here yeah. but there's obviously the mental part as well so yeah. um abby insists that clark get rid of the pills and then tie her down so she doesn't hurt them yeah so then we get into the flashback um we're two years into the bunker we have the soybean crop failing oh no oh uh, no it's their only source of protein or is it yeah so abby knows they have to eat the peoples uh <laughs> from the fighting pits Yes. And um, Octavia asked Kane for another solution, but he can't give her one. So this is what they're stuck with. Right. He's like, we can't do this. But it's it, it echoes what uh, Octavia was asking Indra and Bel- yeah. like, Indra mostly of like, mm. give me another way out. And yeah. Indra's like, there isn't one. Yeah. But then you still have a choice. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. There isn't a way out, but there's still a choice to yeah. be made. Yeah. And I think the thing, I mean, a lot of what the show seems to be pushing for is that most people when given the choice any choice versus this and survival they'll go with the survival choice mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like, yeah i think that's human nature, nature. To a certain degree. Yeah. yeah um so we i wanted to talk about the filming right, here a little right. bit 
Um, so they seem to be using some sort of, I don't know if it's a fisheye lens or just some sort of warping on people's faces. It's almost like a, a bit of a funhouse mirror effect to show how sort of warped everything is. And I thought that was really interesting. Also, uh, well, they do it more later in other flashbacks, yeah. but there's this way of they, it is maybe with some fisheye, but they yeah. do focus in on the center, especially like people's eyes and faces, yeah. but they blur out like the top and the bottom. Yeah, like yeah. specifically there's a blur. So yeah. it's just kind of like you're focusing on every pore, every like yeah. grimace, everything and yeah. everything else just kind of like you're in their head. It just yeah. focuses in on putting them, and, putting you in their yeah. shoes. Yeah, and I think it also just shows sort of the demented and twisted nature of what's going on. Right, it's, um, it's horrific. Yeah, I think they did a good job there. Absolutely. Um, so then we go back to one crew marching mm -hmm. and Octavia's leading the march uh, and uh, Miller's like, hey, Indra and Bellamy want to talk to you. Don't worry, we've disarmed them. Mm. And they come up. I, I think it's like Octavia even knows, like, yeah, go ahead, disarm them. If they want to kill me now, they totally can. Yeah. Like, it's pointless. Yeah. But uh, Indra just lets uh, Octavia know, you're marching us into a massacre. All three ways into the valley will be heavily defended. And Bellamy just kind of very snarkily says, yeah, we, we thought you should know that uh you've killed your people enjoy your walk like yeah he's just pure snark and giving yeah. her shit this episode yeah. and i love it like it's appropriate <laughs> yeah. it feels right if he wasn't doing this i'd mm. be like where's the bellamy angry bellamy yeah basically i i will say i wasn't a huge fan of octavia in this episode um Again, maybe it falls some logic and they want to keep her multidimensional and everything. But I guess I felt like last episode was her fully hitting the darkness mm -hmm. thing. It was like, okay, she, she burned everything down. She is hardened. And maybe not, not to say that she could never come back, but at least she should stay in that mode for a while. Mm -hmm. And I felt like they were already backtreading within this episode. Um, and it just, I didn't want that. I wanted her to like have fallen into the depths of darkness. And the fact that she was like so much like, oh brother, like I want. I love yeah. you. <laughs> so I'll say this. I feel like that's one of my issues with why I don't like that the dark year happened here. Mm -hmm. uh, in this episode, it's because I felt like, well, wouldn't it have been more effective if we made Octavia more sympathetic of like how she got yeah. darker and but look she's still like octavia on the inside yeah. it wasn't her choice really to start eating people yeah. it wasn't her idea to break people yeah. down and then watch her get like dark and crazy like yeah. dark and violent and make the choice to burn down the crops mm. as opposed to watching her really make that choice for people and then backtread both in the past of like octavia was just a victim of her choices yeah and look she's now she's in a corner and has to go forward. And it's like, right, but she painted herself into this yeah. corner with her, like, need to rule yeah. or assume that she's right or however yeah. you want to call it. I feel like it, it's how you put it. It doesn't jive with what we just saw in the previous episode. It's yeah. trying to make her too, it's Octavia, not Blood Raina. Yeah. And, and it makes me think, oh, there's a path to redemption, a mm. more solid path to redemption yeah. for her. And I just don't want it to be bouncing between these yeah. two things as much as it is. Well, the other is. thing is, I would argue, even if you didn't do the Dark Year like super earlier, doing it last episode would have actually made a lot of sense. If you juxtaposed, yeah. yeah, if you juxtaposed the flashbacks of like, man, this sucks for her, but also at the same episode, we're showing how far it 
it led her to this dark place. And it's like, even if you sympathize with her, look at how fucked up this is. Mm -hmm. I think that juxtaposition works a lot better than being like, we'll show you how fucked up she is. Now, next episode, she'll be less fucked up and we'll just give you a little bit of backstory. Yeah, like, you know, she's like, both <laughs> less fucked up in the past and in the present yeah. day. And it's like, but, but she chose to yeah. do that to her people. Yeah. No. She still it made was, them march was, to I war. Didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't like it either, yeah. but I, that's why I like kind of Bellamy at least being like yeah. angry and not taking her There's sensitivity. There's some stuff that's a little bit petty where like later he's like talking to her all the stuff. And he's like, yeah, Indra has the details. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I See, I like that part yeah. though. It's like it's once funny. you put your brother in a fighting pit, I think he has the right to be angry. Yeah. <laughs> um Okay, so Sky Crew investigates. Space Crew. I, I like Sky. Space Crew. Space Crew. Space Crew. <laughs> Monty's algae people yes. investigate. Murphy wants a gun, so even though they're like scoping it out, he's like, but look, guns and ammo are over there, so we should go for it. <laughs> and it promptly gets them all fucked because they yeah. are ambushed by McCreary's people. But wait, there's Shaw. But wait, there's Shaw. <laughs> but I'll say this. Like, I'm making fun of Shaw a lot yeah. in this episode, but I kind of like the fact that he gets to be a badass. Yeah. Like, he gets to fight, and it's a well-choreographed yeah. fight. Yep. That said, he's not taking them all down by hand. We still have Echo throwing her knife yeah. and killing the guy who's pointing a gun at Murphy. Mm. I've enjoyed all the throwing of knives this season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always enjoy throwing knives. <laughs> Our walls in the apartment. <laughs> That's how we hung up all of our pictures. <laughs> this is where the, the hole goes for the nail. <laughs> um, and this is the part where I didn't think you would understand. Waven is mailed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Waven is mailed because Shaw saved them. Um, Aw, how, how cute. Oh, boy. Yeah. And Murphy gets a big boy gun. Yeah, courtesy of Amori. She's yeah. like, hey, you wanted a gun? He's like, this is why I love you. <laughs> uh, um, back at the cave, Kane and, and Dioza bond over Abby. Like, oh, she put herself between McCreary's gun and, yeah. and Dioza's baby. Yeah. She could have risked her own life. Yeah. At the same time, well, I'm did, like. She did risk her yeah, own life. Yeah, well, they wanted her. But yeah. yeah uh but at the same time, I'm like, right, right. But Kane and Dioza are a good couple together. So, yeah, yeah I, I thought this was interesting. A little diffusion of the of the uh, shipping or whatever you want to call right. it. Diffusing of the tension between the two of them by having right. her sort of acknowledge Abby in a positive light. And I think to a certain degree, this is her being like a little bit guilty now. Now that she like is humanizing Abby mm. and that's less than just an at more than just an addict. Right. Um, and she also admits that she used to see how tough it was for people at her army that were addicts. Right. Um, and sort of like, yeah, feeling a little bit of guilt as far as maybe, you know, trying to mack on Kane. And uh, even feeding into Abby's addiction, honestly. Yeah. Because yeah. she was the one who was supplying Abby. But even then she's like, yeah, opioid. She, so first of all, in this episode, they firmly say these are opioids. Yeah. Um, and she's like, yeah, opioids are a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she says. <laughs> yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. And uh, like you said, she lost a lot of men mm. in the past more towards pills than to war. Yeah. And I think that is supposed to be relative to our present day, yeah, which is when we're going through this epidemic. Yeah. So I think it was an apt choice for why they went with saying it's opioids. Yeah. But but again, we kind of knew Dio's that. Came and forever. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. 
uh, they're also planning, you know, figuring out on the likelihood of who's going to win. Yeah. And Dionysa knows that Octavia will, you know, take heavy losses trying to get in the valley. Yeah. But once she gets in there, she'll rule over it. And... So Kane says, how do you choose between a monster and the devil? Which is like a fun quote, but also, in my opinion, a very easy choice. Uh, the devil is like literally the root of all evil. I'm not saying if you're actually talking about uh, Octavia versus McCreary, maybe that's more of a choice. But these particular words I thought were a little silly, but whatevs. I'm, I mean, I understand why Kane feels yeah. feels that way and the whole reason this is happening of like well will octavia kill us when she's here will mm. she forgive you for defecting and mm. take me in and some of my people because we're not on mccreary's side and he's actually the worst one mm. like that's why all of this is happening i feel like arguably they're taking a we don't know this until the end but yeah. like they choose the monster but i feel like a monster may be harder to convince than a devil who is a fallen angel so to speak especially if they're going the route where it feels as a viewer of redemption for octavia yeah that's a whole separate can of worms they don't know they don't know that (laughs) right but that's my my problem with it though is like right but i know this and they don't know that and monster feels pretty all Terrible. I don't know. I I would hundred percent if I was Kane would be going on McCreary's side. Yeah. First of all, I would believe that he'd be easier to to, to deal with and take out. Second of all, like especially if I had Dioza on my side, I feel like I yeah okay he's gonna be a problem, but we can deal with him. Octavia, it's like has, we knew she was a problem, and she's had many years of being a problem. Yeah, and, and she is just completely ruthless. Has and it, from Kane's point of view, has no. Nothing she won't do. And no and, redeeming qualities. Yeah, especially, so that's something that and the Dark Year... specifically wants him dead. Right, right. Yeah. But frankly, that's another thing the Dark Year does inform of yeah. like, he saw what she did yeah. and how she broke his will in particular yeah. several times over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so doesn't it mean that, yeah, I, I yeah. see his point. I yeah. And just to be clear, I understand his decision yeah it's also bringing the devil into the garden of e- yeah, eden yeah. evil garden of evil garden of evil <laughs> kind of is a garden of evil right now though okay so uh we go back to i guess it's a gas station mm-hmm. uh detoxing abby is mean to clark she's yelling at her this performance is incredible she mm. looks awful yeah and is just trying to yeah is being so cruel to her daughter and felt very reminiscent of uh like the when we had Raven basically being uh Allie. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of the word like possessed Omo. Like right. when they were doing like the exorcism kind of right. thing. Um, I'm sure, unfortunately, this could have struck a very personal note for a lot of people watching the yeah. show of of like, you're doing this to me, you'll never forgive yourself. Mm, yeah. And I like the fact that Maddie defends Clark. Yeah. Because lately Maddie's kind of been a little bit of a brat. Yeah. <laughs> or at the very least she hasn't well, been. Well, it's just, it, she's not been a brat. Clark has just been such an asshole. <laughs> yeah, Maddie I'm not to saying a brat. I, I agree. But yeah. Maddie ha- and Clark haven't agreed. So mm. it's kind of nice that she's backing mm. her up, at least here, before she continu- continues to not back her up yeah. later on in the episode. So um, then we go to the dark year flashbacks. Yeah, I really, so it's in the cafeteria. It's the first time that they're about to eat eat people. This is where I feel like the real, like, stylistic effect took place. And the buzzing of the fluorescent lights really Mm. kind of gets to you. Um, So everyone is 
really reluctant to do it, but Octavia Stan, she's the first one. Yeah, she's to take like, the first everybody, bite. let's have some of these meat brownies. <laughs> They're all squishy and fun. Oh, yes. And you can wash it down with some lovely vegetable oil. Vegetable broth. <laughs> Oil has too many, like, too much fat and nutrients to be present down there. Um, and, like, Nyla and people are like, I don't know about this. And, I don't think I can do it. Yeah. Indra says, you know, they died so we can live, honor them, don't let their sacrifice go to waste. And that gets a lot more people to do it. But Kane is like, we all need to make this choice for ourselves. Um, you know, I basically saying I would rather choose death than cannibalism. And once he walks out, a bunch of people walk out with yeah. him. So I put in a note here where based on how squelchy and squishy and red <laughs> this meat cube is. Yeah. Also, you're not going to get a perfect cube of meat from like every part of a human it body. Is scientific you're, science. You're going to get like strips of meat in science. places. Yeah. They're packaging them into squares. Sure, because they definitely make sense. So my question was, is that meat raw? Mm -hmm. And I did a little digging and according to Forbes... We can digest raw meat, like steak tartare, but we get less nutrients from raw than cooked meats. Cooking food in general not only uh, not only makes it more digestible, and we can get more calories from that cooked food, uh, but raw meat can make people ill if the meat is contaminated with bacteria. Mm -hmm. So I really hope that that's just like supposed to... I know it's me thinking too You're much thinking about it, about but come this. on, it's just like... It should be cooked. They wanted to make it look as gross as possible. It's fine. I think seeing a cube of cu cooked meat would be pretty obvious that it's people. It needs still. to be squelchy and mushy, and I want to make some weird brownies to bring to Conageddon that look like meat people. I mean, it'd probably be more easier to make, like, a gummy oh, candy. Okay. All right. We'll lace it. <laughs> what are we lacing it with, the human? <laughs> <laughs> no, the mushroom, the Joby berries or whatever. That <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So then Maddie says, you saved Abby's life. Are you really going to sa save theirs? Meaning, Meaning the, the Allegis. Yeah. Uh, McCreary's. Or McCreary's people. I love you, Clark, but we're on the wrong side of this war. Clark's like, maybe, but you get to live, so whatevs. And um, Maddie responds with, living with ourselves is another story. Yeah, which we were trying to remember if that was a direct quote to somebody else on the show or if it's just that they have so many quotes like this that they all start to seem like things we've already heard. I feel like it's the latter, <laughs> where it's just like someone's like, how will we ever live with ourselves? And it's like, but we'll live. Dun, dun, dun. Like, I feel like yeah. someone has always said yeah. this. Dioza <laughs> um, realizes that McCreary is using her very thorough playbook for the war and then it's like, oh, snap, I guess you shouldn't have just left that lying around. Yeah, well, she was a bit busy <laughs> trying not to die in that moment. And as they're trying to figure out what to do, she gets this very, like, dark, plodding smile just, like, spread yeah, across her face. I know how to defeat myself, but nobody else does. <laughs> I appreciate her. She's, like, my And favorite. later on, she knows how to defeat herself, defeating herself. <laughs> She's just basically playing a game by it's herself. Chess. This is a game of chess. It really, you nailed it at the beginning of this yeah. podcast. Everyone's lining up, plotting their moves. Uh, I wish I knew better things about terminology. Yeah, more things about chess and chess She's players. Using rooks and uh, all that jazz. She's Bobby Fisher. That's a chess player, right? Yes. Okay. Good. One crew. 
<laughs> Back at one crew, Bellamy orders that Octavius accept the surrenders of the Legis and they live in real peace. He doesn't believe Octavia actually wants that, but Octavia believes that was meant to be them fighting together, um, you know, using his knowledge from Echo to finally win this war. Um, he's, and then Bellamy has the very like, oh snap line of saying he's not fighting for her, he's fighting to get back to his family. In your face, you're not my family anymore, Octavia. Uh, I really enjoyed that line. I did too. Yeah. And this was the scene where you mentioned, we're like, no, Indra's going to tell you the plan. I can't bear to be in the same room as you. You smell bad. You smell like people. Like, I'm pretty sure we all smell like people. You, I can taste it. on Taste it? No, I'll smell oh it on your God. breath. Moving on. Abby is awake and tells Clark everything. Um, it was Abby's idea to take away the people's choice. If people starve, their muscles will atrophy and there isn't enough meat to feed everybody else. Um, she brings up the blight generation on the Ark and the guilt of walking loved ones die slowly almost destroyed them. Make it a crime not to be a cannibal. Um, basically, and Octavia is like, am I supposed to make it a crime to not be a cannibal? And she's like, yep. Yeah, yeah that's the answer. That right. Yeah, I liked Octavia's line here of... That's one way to fill a freezer. Yeah. Like, it just shows, like, oh, she was still nice-ish. Yeah. Like, yeah. she'd been through a lot, but she still had shades of sarcasm humanity. and yeah. humanity. Like, that yeah. is very human. And yeah. she's not just purely, like, the dark yeah. red queen. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Abby's basically like, no exception for Kane. We need him to be the one because if he does it, people will follow. Yeah, he's um, the key. Yeah, and so this is, I wanted to talk about this um, and sort of, uh, I mean, obviously this connects to later with the big, we don't wanna, maybe we should just jump ahead and talk about the whole flashback of um, shooting everybody to get them to actually take it. And well, she, that that actually is like right the next after. scene. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, people at the next like cafeteria meeting mm -hmm. <laughs> at lunchtime. And the next lunchtime, there's yeah. a table full of people that aren't eating. Octavia gets up to talk to them. The main, the guy at the head of the table is like, one of these people in the fighting pits was my brother. Yeah. I'm not eating him. Yeah. And Octavia basically says, not eating, not eating one crew makes you an enemy of one crew. Mm. And she pulls a gun on him yeah. and doesn't, and gives him the choice of eat or die. Like yeah. it's more directly like, yeah. you want to starve to death? Yeah. I'm not letting you. You're either eating now or you're dying yeah. and now. And so she just goes around and is shooting a bunch of people. Like, very... Well, it's like three people. Yeah, to me, that's a bunch. <laughs> it, is, it is a bunch of people. They're yeah. all at the same table. Yeah. And it's it's hard to yeah. watch. Yeah. It's not... It's very, very dark stuff. Um, the dark year. Mm -hmm. um, and she's sort of crying. And Kane finally just like gives in. And he's like, okay, I guess we'll do it. <laughs> the thing I liked is that Kane is like begging her of telling yeah. her, Octavia, this isn't you. Yeah. But she punctuates that by shooting someone yeah. and yeah she's in she's not kind of crying she's like sobbing yeah. because these are her people she yeah. cares about them yeah so i want to talk about this whole thing and how i feel like because right after this maddie sort of is like equating it to mount weather right mm -hmm. um and you know clark has done really fucked up shit and similar to octavia and i get that that's true um and like again like logically i see the comparison but i do think there are like important key differences in my opinion mm -hmm. one of which is so like clark had to make a split second decision people were literally drilling into her people right and you know that was a snap snap thing to do to save her to defeat the enemy and whereas 
Octavia had a lot more time to think of potential other options. Um, I'm not, obviously they didn't have like weeks or anything because they needed to do it before people starved to death, but like she didn't have to make a split second decision. Right. Um, and he was killing her own people, not an enemy. Um, and so to me, there is a, a difference there. I also think as a viewer, it's a lot harder to be on board when you're actually seeing her go around shooting people as opposed to Clark pulling a lever. It's right. just like more, much more visceral and hard to let go of that emotional reaction. Right. Um, but to me, I feel like there were a bunch of options that Octavia could have tried before resorting to this. Mm -hmm. Not to say that she wouldn't have ended up having to do this, but not even trying them makes me less sympathetic. Right. Because I'm like, you could have tried talking to Kane and saying what Abby said to Octavia about like, okay, it's all well and good if you want to starve to death, but you doing that's going to make everybody else die too. Are you sure you want Abby to die because you don't want to eat some meat? Right. Like, uh, you know, and right. he, he obviously from this scene is willing to do shit to save other people. So, like, yeah, maybe he needed that, like, visceral thing of seeing people get shot, but maybe he, you know, would have been able to be convinced to, like, at least try. And same thing to everybody else. Why not have that honest discussion with everybody in the cafeteria the same way they did with, like, the culling or something? Right. You know, like... Or, again, put the people who won't eat in the fighting pits, yeah. and that way you're still filling the freezer, but... Yeah. Maybe some people will be convinced to eat. Yeah, and also they'll get a second. I mean, that going around shooting everybody, it goes, it flies in the face of what her entire philosophy is that mm -hmm. makes her better than just floating people. Like, at least put them in the fighting pits and then they have a chance to, you know, rejoin the society. Or right. Whatever, you know. It's tough. I mean, I think that part of this reason that this didn't happen is, or why Abby sucks, yeah. <laughs> is she makes this choice for Kane as well. Yeah. She doesn't argue for we should talk to him yeah. either. She goes straight for go do this. And you could say, well, Octavia goes along with it. So she's not as like much of a passive person convinced by Abby mm. as it seems. But at the end of the day, Abby is still like, let's not talk to him about this. Yeah. Let's just do it. Yeah. Well, and the thing, and it does also seem like she's been lying to him ever since, too. It doesn't seem like Kane knows this, that it was Abby's idea. Probably. So to me, it's like... Yeah, I think you're right. That makes it almost... It makes it much more likely that Kane Dio's is probably going to happen because he could maybe have forgiven her and helped her through the detox and whatever, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But this seems like a step too far because not only did he did she directly lead to all this stuff that he looks down on so massively, mm -hmm. but she lied to him about it for four years or whatever. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. I feel like that has to come out. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so Abby really does admit it was all her idea and Maddie hears everything even though she's pretending to be asleep. Mm. Um, and the next morning we jump and Clark and Abby are curing McCreary of his sickness. Mm -hmm. uh, and Clark sees Maddie out of the corner of her eye heading over to just kill McCreary while he's weak and asleep. Mm. I totally missed this. They were they killed McCreary? Yeah, he was the one who was intubated on the table. Oh. Like, he was their first patient of I the day. I guess I somehow missed that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Maddie basically says, one death and this war is over. How can you, meaning Clark, still be against Octavia? After everything. You know, that we right. heard, yeah. Uh, Clark says she murdered her own people to break their will. Um, and Maddie basically in response to she take in re uh, relation to taking away their choice and putting mm. it all on Octavia. Mm. She says she bore it so they didn't have to, just like you at Mount Weather. 
Yeah, so this is an interesting thing. I'm actually going to jump down to a comment that we got mm -hmm. um, from Oksana uh, Fionina. I, I, I hope I'm Oksana saying Oksana Fionina. That sounds like a Russian name. <laughs> okay. Oh, hey. There you go. Over on YouTube, it says uh, they are hinting that Clark is one of, that one of the past commanders. She had the ship after Lexo, so when Maddie has to have the list of names, Clark Griffin will be the last one. I also really hope that Maddie will not just die to move along Clark's arc of every round around me dies, love is weakness, all that whole thing. So I guess I wanted to yeah talk about how it does seem like Clark is in there because nobody other than Bellamy and Clark know this line of I bear it so they don't have to. Lexa mm -hmm. never heard that line. Right. So. And it's probably unlikely that Clark told Lexa that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Clark says like, I, you know, kind of scared. Like, yeah. I never told you that story. Maddie says, mm. you never told me a lot of things. Your friends were always the heroes when all along it was you until now. I'm ashamed of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Clark says, the things that I did, I did for my people. Well, guess what? Now you're my people. I never said I was the hero, Maddie, because I'm not one. So. What did you is, think of this back and forth? This was the best part of the episode for me. I'm glad you yeah. feel that way yeah. because I thought that this was pulled off very well yeah. and made sense. And I'm glad that this kind of came to head between yeah. the two of them. And it, it shows... In to some ways, I wish they had hinted at some of this stuff maybe a little bit earlier in the season, but it shows us where her arc has to be going, and I'm excited about that because that's the Clark that I want to see, right? Mm -hmm. Because you, you, when this scene shows that it's like, oh, Clark is wrong, you know? Clark has let herself go in this idea of, I'm not a hero, I'm... You know, nothing matters, this whole nihilism thing that she was talking about before, mm -hmm. and and... This is how we get, you know, through Maddie, who has been, you know, in some ways of a, a pain and, and has, you know, in some ways exacerbated this new Clark, mm -hmm. is actually going to be what leads Clark to regain her heroism. Um, and, right. you know, to, again, for me, to re regain that light gray, that right. idea of like, yeah, okay, you're not perfect, but you are a hero because this is a world where there are no good choices. And so, you know, trying to do the right thing and really, you know, having lines and all that stuff is what makes you a hero in this world. And, uh, you know, it's, the thing is interesting is I, I obviously, I don't agree with everything Maddie's saying about Octavia. Right. Definitely, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, Clark, you were a hero. You were protecting people. You were fighting for things bigger than yourself. And now you've just lost your way. Um, but at the same time, it it also kind of hits on the fact that Clark hasn't changed that much. It's just who her people are. Who changed. her priorities yeah, she's are. She's willing to do absolutely anything to protect her people still. It's just that now it's about Maddie. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I just, I like the fact that it's, <clears throat> you know, we keep saying like, we don't like how Clark, even though you're saying, oh, she didn't change that much. Mm. You don't like Mama Bear Clark yeah. or whatever. But even Maddie doesn't like Mama Bear yeah. Clark. Like <laughs> She's not cool yeah. with this either yeah. so i kind of like that choice of two yeah. like people who are complaining about how clark is now well maddie's with you yeah so don't blame her because <laughs> yeah. she doesn't want this yeah um so then we have monty and bellamy um they're sharing the last of their reactions and monty offers to go to, to the front with them but bellamy's like no nah, dude you're a farmer you're a farmer and i like that fact of monty even though he swore off of ever hurting people mm. one last time and bellamy who he respects and who's their leader is like no. Yeah. And I like that fact that Monty yeah. isn't going back, hopefully, to pick up a gun. Cute crew. Yeah. And, you know, they want to be separate from everybody else. They just want 80 acres once this is all over. Mm -hmm. 
to be separate from everyone. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Shaw's in the woods. It's the night before the battle, and he's arming people who may or may not be Dioza's. Uh, or the, the um, defectors. defectors yeah. We don't really know. And finally, he goes over to Raven and is like, can you stop being mad at me? And that's when she pulls him in for a passionate kiss and <laughs> says, I wasn't mad at you for, you know, going over there and saving my life. I'm mad at you for Make, making, making me, me care. care about you. All right. So. I have, do we have to say anything about this? Well, I'm just going to say, obviously, uh, Octavia. <laughs> Octavia is really not a fan of this. I um, put a barf emoji <laughs> in this recap. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of them as a couple, and I'm not a fan of Raven being reduced to this mushy mess uh, of a character and not really having much else to do this season. Ultimately, it's like, could they have done this and not had it consume Raven's character? Sure. But they didn't. It, 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 you know, on top of it not being a romance we like, it also just became everything she was doing. Mm -hmm. And that made it all the worse. Right. You know, so. Yeah. yeah and from afar, Echo is watching them make out fiercely. <laughs> and Imori comes in, reassures her, and says, you'll be together soon. Yeah, you and Raven will be together soon. She'll That's, get over Shaw. She'll get over Shaw. <laughs> Bellamy will probably die in battle, and you'll be you'll be free to be with Raven the way you were always meant to be. Yes. And so then we end the episode with, as we talked about before, of Kane and Dioza coming to McCreary. And so then it's like the triple uh, betrayal or whatever. It's, it comes back to being like, okay, now we're going to tell McCreary that... We know we, his plan <laughs> because we know he knows Dioza's plans. <laughs> and we told them how to defeat your plan, but now we're going to teach, teach them you. to defeat... <laughs> How to defeat us. It's kind of funny. Never mind, like, can I, like, Dioza can actually plan all these plans. I can't even say what she's doing. Right, right. But basically, McCreary's like, why are you telling me all of this? And Kane says, I won't let the devil in this garden. Bam, 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 bam. Feedback time. Feedback time. <laughs> so if you want to contact us in the future and be part of our feedback, you can either email us at the100pod at gmail.com. You can go to our website, the100podcast.com, or you can go to our Twitter at the100podcast. Also, you can leave us a comment over on youtube.com slash okay. That's D-O-I-N-G-O-K. -okay. Uh, that's where I put up all my videos, uh, talking about The 100, talking about Cloak and Dagger. Um, as we end out this season of both of those shows, let me know if there's other things you guys would like us, me to talk about over on that channel. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what our next step will be. Um, also, please rate us and review us on iTunes. And we are in partnership with TV Time, a phenomenal app that you should check out. Let's read this first YouTube comment from Maggie Jolly. All right, so Maggie Jolly says, the flashbacks made me sympathize with Octavia and be more annoyed with Abby. Abby forced her and everyone into it without even having to do the really horrible things like shooting people for not eating their own brother. She dumped all that on Octavia and even forced Kane into something he truly didn't believe in to take away people's choice. And then she was the one who couldn't handle it and numbed everything with drugs, putting more people at risk and eventually getting, almost getting Kane killed again. When Octavia, what Octavia did was horrible, and she has obviously been broken by it. But at least she bore it and is taking is standing up for it. She has taken it too far, way, way too far. No argument there. But it feels more honest and brave than what Abby did. Yeah, and I think that this, to a certain degree, gets the crux of why I've struggled with Abby as a character in general. And it's one of those things where, yes, okay, in real life. 
Is Abby's reactions maybe the most realistic of almost any of the characters? Yeah. Sure. But on a TV show, watching someone be the weak, the weak link compared to everybody else is really a little bit frustrating. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, okay, you're doing this awful shit and then like making it about you by causing more mayhem. Right. Whereas when it's like you put this all on so many other people and like then you become the victim because right. like, you know, it's just like annoying. It's like, not super likable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I argue that seeing it earlier would have made Abby more likable. So yeah, yeah. I could be, the, I could be the weird one here. I'm yeah. perfectly well, fine Well, the thing, that. I mean, like I understand the argument of Maggie Jolly, but I also like, I do feel more sympathetic to Abby, but also it's like, kind of like, fuck you, Abby. <laughs> like at the same time. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think this is the perfect thing of like, no one's telling us how to feel. Yeah. So it really is up to you at any given moment. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll read this from Sagan as well. Okay. So uh, from Sagan via YouTube, I think this episode was good. It was a bit underwhelming because they built up to the dark year so much. I agree, Dan, that I wish it had been a full episode on the dark year and not just bits and pieces here yeah. and there. I did enjoy the cinematography in the dark year, close to their faces, getting their full emotions and a bit shaky. The scene with Octavia shooting everyone was so well done. The tears falling down her face, but making sure her people listened to her. I'm finally excited for this fight. I want the one crew side to win only because I'm more interested in their characters. I want Dioza to still be around though too. Once they do win, I'd just like for them to stop being so intense. <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen. No, not with blood <laughs> raining around. Raven and Shaw, I'm okay with it. I'll ship it. I just loved Raven's reaction to him showing up and saving their lives. I just sat there thinking, Shaw, you don't know her well enough yet to know that she basically loves you, so she's mad. <laughs> Okay. Agree to disagree there, Sagan. I really enjoyed the Echo, be Echo, being in charge. I, uh, we haven't seen much of her lately, and I think she could be better used. There are so many characters to show us, so I understand. Dio's and Kane at the end. I was like, no, but why? Kane, get over Octavia. You almost floated Abby years ago. Let it go. <laughs> right, but that was years ago. Well, and the other thing is he hates himself for that too. So right. At least he's somewhat consistent. Go maybe. float yourself, Kane. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I get it. I I think, I mean, between the two of them, I guess, yeah, I would I would want one crew to win. But first, uh, Clark has to move over to the other side and Dioza better not die or I'll be very angry. I she can't well, she's pregnant now, so I feel like that's a bit Dark. Dark. Oh, yeah, they've never done anything dark on this show. I feel like in some ways they're <laughs> moving away from something that dark. Yeah, the episode where they shot people to make them be cannibals. Yeah, something about, but they didn't shoot a baby. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So now we're going to get into a special segment called Death Walk 2018. <laughs> Let's talk about all emails and tweets and stuff of people think that people that think people will die. And let's talk about the deaths and all that jazz. Right. So our first thing is from Ollie via the100podcast.com. Uh, he says, I've seen some speculation over Murphy's death this season with his name being left off the list of major cast members next season. What are your thoughts and expectations? I really hope he doesn't die. So I never thought of Murphy as being on the death list, yeah, honestly. I mean, I guess the only thing that would make me think that maybe is that like the whole, it's like a full circle from where he was at the beginning of the season of like being like the not the worthless one or whatever like he'll prove himself finally or something right um i don't know about this whole thing about him being left off the list that's a little frightening i would be very upset if murphy died also <laughs> so yeah. man there's a lot of people to be upset about yeah that's the thing i don't think there are that many people where 
who I care about who I'd be like, I don't care if they die or like people uh, we've seen I think, before. I think there's a lot of people that if they died, I wouldn't care. Uh, let me list them off. <laughs> Abby, uh, Shaw, um, Gaia, um, who else? Kane, kind of. I mean, I would not what? care at all, but I wouldn't be like super upset. I'd be much more upset about Murphy. I agree. Um, I agree with you there, but the thing is, okay, so Echo, even I wouldn't be that upset. I, I, it would, I would be upset with how this season went yeah. if Echo died. <laughs> so there's varying degrees of upset, yeah. but I feel like, yeah, yeah. Murphy can't. Kid, my cockroach can't die in this season. That yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. All right. So the next one is from AutoMe88 via YouTube. A perfect ending for the season would be for Octavia to die in Bellamy's arms. And like when Jaha asks Kane to take him home to Wells, Octavia will ask Bellamy to do so for her. But at this point, and after four seasons of developing Octavia's character and building an arc for it, it's a terrible move for the showrunner to kill off Octavia now. Imagine how many fans will leave the show with her. I don't actually. I actually agree don't. With that. I don't think that many fans will leave because I, of Octavia. And honestly, I feel like. A good amount of people who even like her would be like understanding of this being a good ending arc for her. So right. I don't know. We'll see. I we'll think see. I think she's gone. There's there's more. Plus, there's a lack of interesting characters. If you kill off Octavia, are we going to end up with who? Harper? And the fans of the show already set up their minds on hating Echo no matter what she does. So I predict that these four are in danger of elimination. Monty, Harper, Miller, and Abby. Also, the actress who plays Indra already works on AHS, American Horror Story. So she might be written off the show as what happened with Lexa since the actress has another show. So I'll say this. Mm. Uh, Adina Porter has been on every season of American Horror Story. and she's Every season? Since season one, yeah. She was in season one? Yeah, she had a very minor part. Oh, but, okay. But I th maybe not every, every season, mm. but in the last season, she's been... She's been doing both is the idea. She's the been point. doing both. Yeah. And she's nominated for the most recent one, Cult, which makes yeah. me think that she was in it a decent amount. Yeah. So I, that's the one I didn't see. Yeah. So I don't think that... I'm not saying Indra is safe. I think Indra's safe. I, I, if I was going to make a guess, I would say Indra's safe. I think she's more likely to be safe than like yeah. Gaia, for example. Yeah. But... I, think, I, I, I think Miller is not safe. I think Abby is not safe, but I don't think she's necessarily dead. I don't. I think Monty's not safe. I don't think Monty and Harper are safe. The fact that they left it. Well, let's read, let's read this next one. Okay. At KLH2199 says, I'm calling it now. With Monty and Harper staying behind, I think Monty will die. Specifically, death by worm. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. seems likely. I don't want that to I happen. I don't want that to happen, yeah. but... <laughs> but at least he got some good stuff. Someone has to die by worm. Yeah. Like... A named character. Echo. That we, oh. <laughs> yeah. As for as for just to wrap up the comment of like who are we gonna be left with without someone as interesting as no. Octavia? I think they'll be fine. I think yeah. they'll be able to refocus on other people and I'll yeah, still I be. I think they'll be able to refocus on Clark. I think they'll be able to add some new characters. Obviously, I thought Dioza, Dioza. was a great addition. Dioza's safe. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think she's safe. I think she is too. Maybe her baby's not safe, but <laughs> she's safe. Yeah. And lastly, from at NV Ghost. 005. I think without a doubt, Kane, Abby, or both are going this season. My bet is on both. So my thought process about Kane and Abby, I feel like both of them might be safe because Kane, I'm like, why would you set up all this stuff with Dioza if you're not going to do anything with it? Right. Um, Abby, I'm like, we just went through her potential death and saving her. And so like, is that like a little bit silly? Right. <laughs> um, at the same time, I, th I could see either of them going. 
Um, I feel like Abby could like make a sacrificial move and like redeem herself or something. Yeah. If anyone's getting redeemed, I feel like it's Abby over Octavia. Yeah. But... And the thing is, at the same time, we never got any more with Abby and Raven. So I'm a little yeah. bit like, would that be weird? Just unless, leaving it off of her yeah. shocking Raven would kind of suck. Yeah, unless he like saved Raven, I guess, maybe. But right. like, it just feels... The other thing is, I feel like I've bet on Kane and Abby, Kane and or Abby dying every, every season, season and they haven't done it yet. So again, wouldn't be surprised if they save both of them. Right. Unless, I mean, Paige apparently like helped pick out this storyline for the character. Oh, wow. Um, so maybe it's like, I want to end out on a high note. Like, <laughs> well, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Uh, unintentional pun. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, and again, I don't even know if I would say it's a, it's a high note for the actor. Right. You know, it's not necessarily a high note for the character. Right. But like yeah. an interesting final season for her. So it's possible. We'll it's, see. Anything is possible. Mm -hmm. I think this just goes to show a lot of people are at risk of death. Yeah. <laughs> as always. In life. And just in general. So speaking of death. Oh, yes. So we're going to do something we haven't done in a while. And I know not everybody's a fan of it, but if you are, don't want to listen to our hashtag endgame for the week, feel free to tune out now. We'll see you next time. For the Sword of Damocles, or just Damocles. Just Damocles. Um, yeah, so we have hashtag endgame. This is something we do sometimes, we haven't done it this season, where we end the podcast with a game. Uh, and the game I came up with this week is called Eat Algae Collar. And this is in the vein of Fuck, Marry, Kill, where you have three characters. At one, you choose that you're going to eat them. One, you're going to algae them, which means that they're poisoned and they might wake up or they might not. And one, you're going to collar and electrocute. So, but they get to live. Yeah, they but get to they're live. collared. Yes, they're your little slave. Oh, God. I, dude, I don't want that piece, but it kind of is... Fine, not slave. They're, they're your, your prisoner. prisoner. That's a better word. Yeah. All right, so... They might get released eventually. Yes. So um, my first three for Eat Algae Collar is Octavia, McCreary, and Pike. Ooh, okay. So let's think this through. <laughs> Pike is super muscular. <laughs> like, he's he's built so i mean but i like him <sighs> no i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go with uh but but mccreary sucks yeah and if you eat him he's dead but he's skinny but he's also got a little muscle i right. i would eat mccreary yeah yeah all right i'm gonna go with eat mccreary i am going to algae octavia and i'm gonna call her pike okay i would eat mccreary algae pike and call her octavia okay yeah. fair enough Although maybe collaring Pike makes more sense. I would be more frightened of Octavia. Yeah. <laughs> but and, and she wakes up from comas all the time. All the so. time. That's her favorite thing. <laughs> all right. Um, next up is Bellamy, Clark, and Raven. No! All people we like. So that's No, the... <laughs> this is me. Oh, no. So I'm eating Bellamy. Yeah, I'm um, a, I agree. Well, okay. I'm, I think I'm Alki and Clark and, and collaring Raven. I'm going to eat Bellamy, uh, Algae Raven, and Collar Clark. Understandable. Yeah. Understandable. So far, we're in agreement of who we want to eat. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> let's, eat, let's eat McCreary and Bellamy, two-course meal. Mm, that's not a very good meal, in my <laughs> opinion. Uh, who is up next? Kara, Titus, and Antari. Throwback. Yeah, good times. Uh, okay, I am totally eating Kara. <laughs> Like, screw her. Oh, my God. Okay. She she killed the soybeans. She gets to be eaten. <laughs> um, gonna algae Titus and mm. call her Antari. 
I am going to call her Antari as well, give her a taste of her own medicine. Oh, yeah. Um, and I am going to Algae Kara, give her a taste of her own medicine. That's like. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. And I'm going to eat Titus. Yeah. Although, man, I don't want to eat Titus. I know, right? Yeah. Like, I'm sure. Yeah. Although he might, with his faith, he might taste good. Pure oh faith, pure of taste. Oh, boy. And lastly, Monty, Maddie, and Indra. Man. I try to make hard ones for us. I know. <laughs> All right. I'm going to eat Indra. Yeah, I guess that's the only, I don't want to eat Indra, but I guess it's the only person I can eat. I'm going to call her Monty. I'm going to algae Maddie. That sounds good. I'm yeah. on board with that. Yeah, we're yep. finally in agreement. Yeah, okay. Good job. <laughs> All right, so who would you eat, Algae or Caller? Let us know in the comments below on the podcast. <laughs> comment it everywhere. everywhere. Send it to all of our feedback. If you have other uh, fun, fun dilemmas for us, yes. go for it. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry we didn't get to everybody's feedback, um, but we love you guys. And uh, we'll see you next time. May we meet again. May we meet again.